And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Money Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a scary episode of the Hall of Fantasy from 1953. We were going to chat with Kathy Lynch, but uh, we tried uh, getting her on the line. I don't know. What do you think, Lisa? Uh, maybe she dozed off, but she'll come back to us in a few <laughs> minutes. <laughs> well, we'll see. If not, uh, we'll play a little um, something scary for you in this hour. But right now, let's listen to um, the Hall of Fantasy. This was a series created by Richard Thorne in 1946, and uh, it was a mystery horror series. Um, these stories were written mostly by Robert Olson. Thorne directed it and also starred in these uh, stories. It came to radio in 1952 and moved to Mutual. It was sponsored for a while by the Granite Furniture Company. You have some granite in your house. As do you. Yeah. Um, This is uh, October 5th, 1953 episode called The Dance of the Devil Dolls. Now, doesn't that sound scary? Mm-hmm. The Dance of the Devil Dolls. Here's part one now of the Hall of Fantasy. And now, the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the series of radio dramas dedicated to the supernatural, the unusual, and the unknown. Come with me, my friends. We shall descend to the world of the unknown and forbidden, down to the depths where the veil of time is lifted and the supernatural reigns as king. Come with me and listen to the tale of... The Dance of the Devil Dolls. Hello? Anyone out here? You don't think... I don't know what to think, Chuck. We'd better take a good look around. There's something strange about this whole setup. I don't know. Emery. What? Look. It's him. Come on. No wonder he didn't answer us, Chuck. You mean? That's right. He's dead. And now for our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Dance of the Devil Dolls. Have you heard of Avutamo? 
Literally, the word means face image. The practice of Avutumo is as ancient as Egypt and Assyria, and still found from Ceylon to the United States, Europe to Africa, South America to Scandinavia. A figure is made to resemble that of a hated enemy, then methodically injured or destroyed, resulting in pain and death for its human counterpart. Charles and I had gone up for a weekend of fishing. Saturday night at dusk, when the sky had dulled from blue to gray, and the gray was shading darker every minute, we were walking back up to the cabin. Not a bad haul, huh, Emery? For you, not for me. I'll bet you the smallest of those three bass weighs over four pounds. What bait were you using? A spoon. Fish just wouldn't leave it alone. Anyway, we'll have a good fish dinner tonight. And maybe tomorrow my luck will change. Well, I hope so. What time is it? About nine. We've been out five hours. Chuck. Yeah? There's someone coming down the trail towards us. Where? Oh, yes, I see him. Can't be going down to fish this late. Oh, we can't tell. Some guys really get the bug. There's a guy I know named Lloyd Erskine who will fish Excuse off... Excuse me, gentlemen. He means us. I wonder what he wants. Excuse me, gentlemen. I lost something. I wonder if you found it. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for, mister, but we haven't found it, whatever it is. Perhaps you saw it lying on the ground. It was a doll. A doll? Yes, about 12 inches tall. It looks something like... like me. I'm sorry, we haven't seen it. Of course you can always buy your daughter... It an... doesn't belong to my daughter. Oh. Well, we haven't seen it. Are you staying at a cabin on this lake? Yes. Only until tomorrow night. It's right at the head of the trail up there. You must have passed it as you started down. If by any chance you do come across it, I'll stop in before I leave this area, if you don't mind. Well, that's perfectly all right. Thank you, gentlemen. I must have the doll for the dance tonight. Or the old woman will be angry. Well, what do you make of that? Search me. He talked so strangely. I must have the doll for the dance tonight or the old woman will be angry. <laughs> I think he's off his rocker. Well, it's not our worry, Henry. Come on, let's go. We went back up to our cabin, cleaned the fish, and had one of those fish dinners you talk about for years. It was about 11 o'clock, and we'd started to go to bed, intending to get up as early as possible the next morning when there was a knock on the door. I wonder who that is. I don't know, but we'll soon find out. Oh, it's you. Yes. May I come in? Of course. I see you found the doll. Yes. I wanted to let you know that I had. Well, thanks for telling us. Now I must take him to the dance. Well, the dance ought to be just about over. Oh, no. It, it hasn't begun yet. Well, you'd better get there or your wife will be angry. You misunderstood me. I said the old woman, not my wife. You see, I'm not married. Oh. I hope you'll forgive me. I see that you're just about ready to retire, but I'm afraid. Afraid? Of what? The old woman is already angry with me. I told her I'd lost the doll, and she swore that if I didn't find it, she'd kill me. That's why I've come to you. If you hear that I'm dead tomorrow, that I committed suicide, you'll know it's not the truth. If I could only get in touch with Dr. George Coltman... He could help, but I'm caught up in something I can't stop, and it's too late to get out now. I've tried, but... Oh! 
Oh, my head. You dropped your doll. I didn't drop it. She caused it to move. She doesn't want me to talk. I've said too much already. I must go now. Here's your doll. Thank you. Remember what I told you. If I'm dead tomorrow, it's murder. Good night, gentlemen. After he dropped the doll. Did you get a good look at him, Chuck? Yeah. The doll hit the floor on its forehead. A few seconds later, there was a heavy bruise on the right side of his forehead. You know, he said if he was found dead tomorrow, that it would be murder. It was about 11.30 when we finally got to bed. We'd opened the windows of the cabin. The sound of the alarm clock we brought with us mingled with that of the crickets outside. The old woman said you must die. I heard something. I didn't know what it was. It sounded strangely like words, but they were uttered in a voice so tiny and shrill that I thought I was imagining things. But then, I heard his voice. No! No, I won't die! They'll help me! Emery, I didn't know you were awake. I couldn't sleep. I thought I heard a tiny little voice. I thought... Be quiet! When somebody screams like that and then you're a gong, <laughs> you know it's not, you know, you're not having a good day. No, even before the gong, you're not having a good day. Right. <laughs> ah, <laughs> gong. Uh, we're listening to the Hall of Fantasy, the Dance of the Devil Dolls. Just the title itself oh, is yeah. like enough to scare me. Uh, it's a good story about little voodoo dolls and their evil mistress. Huh? Mm. Yeah, and then there's uh, an organ and a gong. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> low, it was a low-budget show, you know? <laughs> just You had an organ and a gong and a couple of people. And, right. Uh, October 5th, 1953 broadcast. Hope you're enjoying the Hall of Fantasy. More coming your way after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Hamari. All right. This is our Halloween program here on Hollywood 360. And uh, when I say that, I try to sound menacing. Oh, yes, you are. Halloween, Lisa. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little frightened over here. Yeah. 
It is freezing in this it is, studio. It you is know that? cold. It is so cold in this radio studio. I have a lot of layers of clothing on this evening. I mean, I have my, I have a jacket. I have like a winter jacket on. It's freezing in here. Yeah. This Who is, do we complain to? Who could um, we? Mike, I'm thinking. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm not HVAC. It is freezing in here. I know. Oh, my gosh. Do something, Carl. Yeah. I mean, I can almost see my breath. Look. No. No? No, don't do that. <laughs> Small studio. Please don't do that. Listen, I brushed my teeth a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one more time tonight would be good. Yeah. Hey, uh, just a reminder, folks, we do now offer a lifetime podcast of this show. This was uh, one of Lisa's more brilliant ideas. She said, you know what? We're charging um, our listeners five ninety nine a month. And uh, which is nothing, really, when you consider that we send you the uh, podcast, full five-hour podcast, plus radio rarities each Monday. But she says, you know, maybe some people don't want to have their card dinged every month for five ninety nine. Maybe just make it a one-time lifetime, you know, uh, 100 bucks, and they never pay again. Because, you know, if you are on a month-to-month, that's $72 a year. Well, you for $100... You get the podcast for the life of the show. Plus, we mail you a coffee mug, and that coffee mug has the Hollywood 360 logo on one side and the Radio Rarities logo on the other side. And that logo includes photos of Carl Amari. So yeah, you and can Lisa join Wolf. him for breakfast every day, Mike, lunch, dinner. What about Mike, though? He's not on there. You can just, like, in your in your mind, I think you Mike have to visualize. Needs, Mike needs his own swag, like him in a bubble bath, right? I can see him, like... Using the brush to wash the bat, his back. <laughs> the brush, you like know? a loofah. Yeah, and a bubble, bo- and the bubbles coming out of the bath, and then a and then a sixteen inch disc in in the <laughs> popping uh, out of the tub. <laughs> yeah, right, All right, Mike. That's your swag logo. What do you think? Yeah, he's not. Um, sure. I yeah. wasn't really paying attention. Oh, honestly. okay. Yeah, All right. I'm working. Well, we'll tell you more about it later. Then somebody has to work yeah. around here. But anyway, if you want to get the lifetime podcast and be sent a coffee mug, a Hollywood three sixty coffee mug. The best way, easiest way to do it, go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. The very top of the website is how to sign up for the podcast, and you are supporting the show, so we do thank you very much for that. All right, we're going to listen to another section, about another six minutes or so, of the Hall of Fantasy, and then we'll break at the bottom of the hour. We'll come back and play the conclusion, and then we have something else very special for you, so... Don't go away. Here's the conclusion now to the dance. Oh, no, it's another section of the Dance of the Devil Dolls on the Hall of Fantasy. Back now to our story, an original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Dance of the Devil Dolls. Charles and I had retired for the night, but neither of us could sleep. Suddenly, from outside, we heard the voice of the man we'd met earlier, and another voice, high and shrill, and somehow deadly. The old woman will take care of them, too. But I'm not going to die! I'm not going to... Ah! What's going on out there? We'd better take a look. This a pair of pants and some shoes, huh? Remember what he said about dying? Yeah. You ready? Yes. All right, let's go beginning to think that guy belongs in an institution. Maybe. Maybe not. I think a scream came from the left. I'll take a look over there, then. 
Didn't tell us his name, did he? No. Well, I'll try calling him. Anybody out here? Hello? Anyone out here? You don't think... I don't know what to think, Chuck. We'd better take a good look around. Something strange about this whole setup. I don't know it. Emery. What? Look. It's him. Come on. No wonder he didn't answer us, Chuck. You mean... That's right. He's dead. That little doll that looks so much like him. I don't see it anywhere around. Neither do I. You know, Chuck, it sounds crazy to say it. That shrill, high little voice we heard. You're letting this thing run wild with your imagination, Emery. Even though it looked like him, it's just a doll, nothing else. It had to be my imagination, of that I was sure. But the mere thought of it, of the doll which so resembled the man with its shining face and beady little eyes, caused a strange sense of apprehension and fear to come across me. And I glanced out into the darkness and saw only the lumbering shadows of the trees and heard the rustle of their leaves as they brushed together. I saw nothing. Yet I had the feeling that something with beady little eyes was watching us. We notified the authorities. They came out, found no evidence of foul play, and diagnosed his death as being caused by heart failure. Our luck was exceptionally bad out on the lake Sunday, and we drove home that night, speaking but little, thinking only of what had happened the night before. About ten days after we returned to the city, both Charles and I were home one evening. We shared an apartment together, and that night neither of us had anything to do. We were playing gin rummy. One more hand like that and you'll be out, you lucky dog. It was pure skill, my friend. No luck involved. Cut? No, I trust you. It's a good thing Pamela stood you up tonight. She knew that you wanted a gin partner. <laughs> Don't be humorous. Proposed to her yet? No, but I'm uh, working on it. You know, you deal like a card shark. I have nothing but... Expecting anyone? No, you. Mm -mm. Well, I'll see who it is. Whoever it is, get rid of him. I got a good hand. Coming right up. Is this the residence of Mr. Emery Ryerson and Mr. Charles Hunter? Yes, it is, but... I have a package for you. Are you expecting a package, Emery? Just bills, no packages. It's for both of you. All right, I'll take it. Thank you. And good evening, sir. Oh, yes, yes, good evening. An old woman. She had a package for us. Well, set it down on the table and open it, man. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. So I'll open it. Well, it's wrapped very well. Maybe it's a bottle of scotch. Who's be sending us a bottle of. Someone has a real fine sense of humor. It's like the doll that fellow had with him. It's the same doll. Notice that little nick out of its forehead? That happened when he dropped it on the floor. What are we going to do with it? I don't know. We can keep it, I suppose. Well, let's get back to the game. No, I'm not in the mood now. You know, Emery, I can't help but remember what he said. The man who died? Yes. He said, I must have the doll for the dance tonight. Or the old woman will be angry. Yes, that's right. 
What brought that back to your mind? The woman who delivered this package. We put the lid back on the box and left it on the kitchen table with the cards we'd been using. Neither of us entered the kitchen again that evening. We went to bed a short time after 12. Again, I was restless and couldn't sleep. I had the same feeling I'd had that night in the cabin. And I remembered the words I'd heard spoken in that unearthly little voice. The old woman will take care of them, too. And I wondered if I'd only imagined those words, or whether they had actually been uttered by the creature in the box in the other room. It was then I heard it, like a thin, reedy piping. It sounded like music, a rhythmic, discordant melody I'd never heard before. And then, I heard another sound. Henry? Yes? Am I going crazy? I hear it, too. I think we'd better see what it is. All right. I don't like this, Henry. It sounds like... I know what it sounds like. Emery. I can't believe my eyes. The box is open. And the little doll, Emery, it's moving. It's dancing on the table. All righty, that is the first portion of the Hall of Fantasy. We'll have more of it in a bit. This is called The Dance of the Devil Dolls from October 5th, 1953. And uh, Lisa used to like to uh, have a ventriloquism thing, dummy, little dummy, <laughs> Ventriloquism right? thing. What did you have, like a dummy? Was yeah. it a Charlie McCarthy dummy? I did. So did I it... didn't realize exactly what that meant at the time, other than it was a Charlie McCarthy Did it ever dummy. come to life like these little dolls, these little voodoo dolls? Absolutely. It came to life? Of course. <laughs> With a child's imagination, were anything you, is possible, Were you in Carl. bed and your Charlie McCarthy doll was... No, it was in the basement. It was in a trunk. But isn't it weird that before you even knew yep. me or anything about radio, right. classic mm-hmm. radio... You had a Charlie McCarthy doll. I know, right? And your mother mm-hmm. is named Alice after Alice, Alice Faye. Faye. That is absolutely I mean, correct. Now, come on. This was my destiny, Carl. Isn't that bizarre? We were meant to be on here the radio. together isn't on that, Hollywood 360. Isn't that really bizarre when you think about yes. it? Yes. Yeah. All right. Stick around. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. I'm If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. That's us, Hollywood 360. That's our radio show, Lisa Wolf. I'm not Carl Amari, though. Well, you know what? one of these days... One of these days we're going to... I gonna, might be you. One of these days we're going to do uh, Trading Places. That's right. You're going to be the host. I'm going to be the co-host. You're going you're gonna to sit in this chair. I'm going to sit in your chair and with the Roma wines. And right. I'm, I'm the one that's going to drink the Roma wines all night long. That's right. And you're the one that's going to do all the work while I just sit back and announce the shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we should try it one time. Yeah, I'm in. You know, you think my job is so easy. No, it's not easy. She sits over there and she's like, (laughs) he's you know, you're going to see this. What I do over here isn't easy. All right. Well, you can see all week what I do. I mean, what you do over there, piece of cake. (laughs) All right, mister. Piece of cake. Okay, mister, you're on. So one of these days and not too, not too distant future, future, 10 or 12 years from now. Right. We're going to switch. Trading places. And I'm going to be the co-host. You just want to be Just for one episode, though. One episode? One show. One One show. One Hollywood 365 hour show. That's right. All right. So we're going to listen now to the conclusion to the Hall of Fantasy. Then we have Kathy Lynch, Good Old Days editor. We're going to talk about the latest issue of uh, Good Old Days magazine. But right now, the Dance of the Devil Dolls, the conclusion of the Hall of Fantasy. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Dance of the Devil Dolls. Charles and I couldn't believe our eyes, for the scene before us was as bizarre and fantastic as the wildest dream of an insane imagination. It's moving. It's dancing on the table. Yes, I see it. This is something that... I'm going to destroy that thing. Be careful. Look out, Chuck. It's running. I'm going to get it if it's the last thing I do. It's running over toward the window. It's gone. Gone through the glass. Maybe it's down there on the sidewalk. It's possible, but that's a two-story drop. I can't see it. No, Emery. It's gone. Returned again to the old woman. The man who had died had mentioned a name that night in the cabin. The name of Dr. George Kaltman. Now it came back into my mind. Kaltman was associated with occult research. If Kaltman could have helped the man who died, perhaps he could explain what was happening to us. We got in touch with him and made an appointment for the following evening. You have told me everything that has happened. Is that correct, gentlemen? Yes, everything. We'd like to know what it all means. Well, I shall explain it to you as best I can. Have either of you ever heard of envoûtement? No. Not that I recall. Well, envoûtement is the practice of making little dolls to resemble a hated enemy and then methodically injuring or destroying it, thus bringing about either pain or death or both in the doll's human counterpart. Dr. Colton, this doll we saw last night, it, it moved, it danced. I know. What you witnessed last night was the dance of the devil dolls. You say these dolls bring about pain or death, Dr. Coltman. Why should we be singled out? The man who died told you about the old woman. Is that not correct? Yes. Therefore, you must be destroyed. She feels that you are dangerous to her, that you know too much. Undoubtedly, the woman you saw last night, Mr. Hunter, was the manipulator, controller of the little figures. Since you saw her, she has probably made little figures of both of you 
But before it will live and be subject to her will, she must have a part of you, a lock of your hair, a fingernail clipping, anything that will make yours and the doll's identities one and the same. What should we do? Go back to your apartment. I shall return with you. She will send the little doll back to your apartment tonight. I'm sure of that. We must capture the doll, for it is the only thing that will lead us to her. Kaltman, Charles, and I returned to our apartment and took up our vigil in the bedroom, for that was the place the doll and the old woman would expect us to be. We made dummies of the extra blankets and arranged the beds so it looked as if we were sleeping. You left the apartment door unlocked? Yes. But why? It only makes it easier for it to enter. That is what we must do. One way or the other, the doll would find means of entrance. If not tonight, then another. You have no idea what those little creatures are capable. Listen. It is coming. Be quiet. Wait until it is in here. Then close the bedroom door and put on the lights. We understand. Now, quiet. Now! Catch it, quickly! There it is, over there. This time it won't get away. Don't let it get near the window. I've got it, I've got it. Quickly, put it in here. Ah, there. We have it. Ah, what do we do? The star will lead us to the doll woman. You mean now? Tonight? Yes, Mr. Ryerson. She will know that we have captured her little messenger if it does not return in a few hours, and she will be prepared to stop us. We must find her, destroy her if need be, before she has a chance to destroy you. Then began one of the strangest sights I've ever seen. Coltman took the doll out of the box in which we'd imprisoned it, tied its arms and legs while it writhed and twisted in his hand. Then he began speaking to it, softly, rhythmically, slowly putting it into a hypnotized sleep. The eyelids of the little figure finally closed, and it was in an hypnotic trance. Sleep and tell me. Now, listen to me. You must tell me where your mistress is. You must tell me where your mistress is. The house. The house of dolls. The house of dolls. It's a strange answer. Not so strange, my friends. I know what it means. What is it? She's a diabolical person, this doll woman. The house of dolls is a toy shop with rare and unusual dolls. What better place to hide? No one would suspect what was behind those burning eyes of hers. I myself have purchased dolls for my little granddaughter from her. We must go there immediately. We have no time to lose. This is the place. Let's go. Right. Past two, there's no one on the streets. All right, the better. Try the door. It's open. Probably waiting in the rear of the shop. 
was a creature she sent out. Well, let's go in. As quietly as possible. We must catch her by surprise. All right. There's a light coming from beneath that door back there. That is where we must go. Listen. It is the dance of the devil dolls. The door is ajar. They're in there. I can see them. Yes, so do I. Be quiet. And soon, my children, you will be joined by two others. Yes, 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 And then, no one can harm you. Yes, 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 yes. But when the new doll returns, he will bring with him what I need for the spell of the dancers. We must take her now. And they will join you in the dance of, of the devil doll. Now! What are you doing here? We've come to stop you. Look out, Coleman. She has a gun. So have I. She is dead. She will cause no more harm. It seems strange to see those little creatures on the floor. All of them so quiet and still. And just a short while ago... They were participating in the dance of the devil dolls. Yes. Do not feel pity for them, Mr. Hunter. The dolls did not really live. They were a creation of evil sparked by the malevolence of the old woman. When she died, they died with her. Perhaps the humans they resembled will rest quietly now. Tonight's tale of the unusual, the terrifying, the unknown. Join us again when next we journey down the corridors of the Hall of Fantasy to hear another strange tale of the supernatural. All characters and events portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. That is the Hall of Fantasy, October 5th, 1953, The Dance of the Devil Dolls, Lisa. And that uh, starred Richard Thorne. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a quick break. Then we're going to talk with Kathy Lynch, editor of Good Old Days Magazine. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Attention small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You could recover up to $26,000 per employee today. And all you have to do is make one short 10-minute call to take your business up a notch or bounce back from these difficult couple of years. Omega Accounting Solutions can help you recover any payroll tax overpayments you made during the pandemic. You may even be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee. 
All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute ERC consultation to determine if you qualify. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. They know their stuff so well that CPAs and payroll companies even turn to Omega for ERC tax guidance. Call 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9ERC. 1-800-300-9ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. We have been in business with an amazing magazine called Good Old Days. Uh, For many, many years now, we've been promoting Good Old Days magazine because we believe in it. And because it is the closest thing to our radio show. It's a trip down memory lane, Lisa. And I know you get it, Mike gets it, I get it, my mom gets it, and a lot of our listeners get this magazine sent to them six times a year. It's a, a bi-monthly magazine, and we have on the line with us the editor of this incredible magazine, Kathy Lynch. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Carl. How are you? I am great. And Lisa is Hi, here. She was not going to be here in this last hour. Well, when I heard you are going to be here, I, yeah, I had to be Yeah, she stuck around. I'm so glad. I was worried about Carl with you not being there. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I would be so worried about to him, too. Voice. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about me, too. <laughs> um, so, you know, I got, I'm in, in my uh, little hands here, I'm holding the November-December issue of Good Old Days magazine. And, and I, you just outdo yourself each and every issue that I get, and I really mean this, it is just chock full of uh, fun stories, games, trivia contests. Of course, my article on yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Um, but tell us a little bit about the, this issue of the magazine and about good old days in general, Kathy. Well, it you know, there's a group of us. We work together. We're a great team, and we, it's just wonderful. We uh, this This issue this month is our holiday issue, of course. For November and December, you you have to see that that cover is mm. just, oh I just want to just squeeze her. Yeah, she's so, so cute, she, little so girl cute. with a big yep. smile she on her face. She looks like a doll. Yeah, oh, brown eyes. It's, she's just adorable. Yep. But this so what we're doing, what we have for everyone this time around is we we never get tired of reading stories from people as they reminisce about their childhoods growing up in the in Christmas and the holidays and. And that's what we have for you. We have a lot of that. We've got a, a really cute story. This lady wrote us, and it was her first visit to Santa, mm. and it was her and her twin sister. 
and they were almost three. And it's the cutest thing because they were so they were concerned because they Santa kept talking about the the them being twins and how much they looked like, and they had it in their little minds that they were only going to get one <laughs> because he thought they were the same. People. <laughs> it was just just cute, just cute stuff. But we have a lot. We we talk about um, you know our normal traditions, the food and everything that goes along with it. But we have these the traditions of Christmas caroling school pageants, you know, um, church pageants, and it's just, it's full, it's full. We we have a story from one young, well, he writes about watching the USO, uh, the first time it was on TV, mm. and so, and the neat thing about this issue, this particular issue, is that we, we're doing a section, uh, one of our themes was on uh, where were you when, and we didn't ask anybody to say, you know, we didn't say specifically where were you when this happened or that happened or whatever. So people just wrote in and, and told us about, well, you know, you always remember things, what you were doing specifically when mm-hmm. something happens. Mm-hmm. And it, it we've got stories about the Beatles, the first time, you know, somebody came in contact with the Beatles and how it affected their lives. Sputnik, you know. Um, when I When I first came in contact with the Beatles, I sprayed insect repellent on them. <laughs> oh, you're a witty one. Kathy, I was going to mention, <laughs> I, I did appreciate the article sharing the Beatles about their brothers and reminiscing about the, you know, the days and the fun times back in the 60s when they did experience the Beatles. It was it was yeah. it was a really great article, which I really think is is a big selling point of the magazine these great articles they really are truly captivating yeah and they're your and you're your members the people that subscribe to the magazine send it in yeah, that is such a great idea because you really and they're all across the country i mean if you look at where they send in and there's a like a map and it shows you where they they're all over the country california new york you know florida um yeah, you you put out a first class magazine here, Kathy. Really and truly, we're we're a great. It's, it's a great team, we're, and it's it's wonderful. And I have to tell you that we've even recently been getting um, people asking if we would be interested in getting stories that somehow or another they maybe from listening to your show. I don't know, but there's people from the UK mm. that have, have actually been wanting to know if if we would be interested in hearing from them more than one a couple two or three of them yeah so it's it's very exciting to to think about it and you know just that's what it is just the stories and it makes it sparks that in in us when we when we read these this is the way it does me anyway yeah and it it just makes you feel good yeah and i will tell you real out i need to say this lisa and i mentioned uh, a couple of times we've talked about the recipes Mm -hmm. the good old days in the kitchen yes i just have to say that um Georgia Cohart has been writing for us for a long time as well, and this magazine, this season, I mean, this issue is her life. She's retiring, mm. and so this will be, we've we've got somebody else, but, you know. Lisa, you missed out. I was going to say, you didn't come out. to me, Kathy, yeah, because as being the great cook I am, I'm yeah. sure I could have been you know, a really strong contributor for you. Well, before, before we run out of time, I want to make sure we... <laughs> Uh, I want to make sure that we let people know out there how to get the magazine, because um, not only is it great articles and all kinds of fun stuff, but I write an article in here about classic radio called yours. In this month, it's about yours truly, Johnny Dollar. But my article is called Good Old Days on the Radio. It's a full page. 
And there's always a, a link, a special link for you to go and listen to whatever radio show I write about. So there's that in there too, Ole. Um, so here's how you can get the magazine. And it is an amazing offer for just our listeners. Go to our website which is hollywood360radio.com. And when you go there, scroll down a little bit, you will see a banner that says Good Old Days Magazine. Click that. It takes you to a special site where you can sign up and pay almost like nothing for it, right? That's right. That's right. And it's we, we love here. And we hear from people that tells us that they listen to you all while they're looking at their magazine. Oh, now and that's a winning combination. Oh, man, <laughs> it, it is like unbelievable how often we hear that. And so oh. we're just a we're just a good we're a good team, guys. Yes. Well, here I mean, here is the crazy thing. This magazine, which is uh in you know, an eight and a half by eleven, comes out every other month. You get twelve issues for two over a two year period. Normally that would cost you seventy one dollars and eighty eight cents. But if you are a Hollywood three sixty listener, go to our website, click through to the banner, it's only eighteen dollars. That is a seventy five percent savings. And you cannot get a better deal anywhere. Go to Hollywood360radio.com, click on the Good Old Days banner, sign up for two years, and only pay $18. And it's a great gift. The holiday season is coming, and what a beautiful gift that would be. It's unbelievable, Kathy, what you do. And thanks for having such an amazing offer for our listeners. And I know a lot of our listeners get the magazine, and we want more listeners to get this incredible magazine, because you do an awesome job. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. We, we love having you all be a part of just our team. It's just great. And, yeah. I, you know, I never knew how handsome uh, Johnny Dollar was. <laughs> yeah, he is. I thought you were going to say Carl. Uh, well, I have a face for radio, that's for sure. All right, we have to run, but Kathy, great talking to you as always. Thank you so much for staying up late and chatting with us. Anytime. And uh, folks, get folks get Good Old Days Magazine. You will be you will absolutely love it. All right, let's take a quick break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, next time we're going to celebrate Veterans Day on Hollywood 360. We'll present uh, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, The Milton Burl Show, The Adventures of the Falcon, and Gunsmoke. So don't miss it. Be sure to visit our official website, at Hollywood360radio.com. And don't forget, that's where you can click on the Good Old Days banner and save 75% off when you sign up for a two-year subscription. That is an incredible offer. I can't even believe they that they could make any money at that price. But they do that for our listeners, which is so generous. And, folks, I promise you, you will love the magazine. For my co-host, Lisa Wolf. Our executive producer, Mike Bubblebath-Castella, my crabby brother, Vince Amari. This is Carl Amari saying, stay safe, be healthy, and truly, thanks for listening. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. 
Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.